Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast, your show that you listen to every week where we give you the news on the Pokemon trading card game, the meta around it, and everything else that surrounds Pokemon as a whole considering the card game. We have a lot of cards to talk about today, which is cool, because the past couple of weeks, it's been a lot of meta conversation, a lot of uh, little bits of news here and there, not, not a, a whole lot in the past couple weeks in terms of cards. However, this week, we have most of Infinity Zone revealed, so we'll be going over that today, and along with a few other things. But as always, before we get into that, I have to ask, Joe, how are you doing? I am doing great. I am trying to base how I feel, not by the weather outside as usual. I am completely unaware of the current temperature outside of my room. <laughs> No, I walked outside today. Yeah, I, it, it's nice just to be able to go. The restrictions in our area have started to lift it, lift a little bit, which is really, really nice. Because although, I mean, it still doesn't feel like it. And things won't change for still a little bit of time. But it's nice to know that from a legality standpoint, restaurants can open. You can be in gatherings over. I mean, I think it's about 100 that's just been allowed yeah outside only right but it's just the fact that it's there you know what i mean like we it's the step toward normalcy and it's just good to know that it's good to know for a hundred reasons that things are taking a step towards normal and that is awesome and we approach summer the weather's nicer everyone feels better and now you have this restriction that gets lifted up and although there are other things at this time that, that the country is working through, we will continue to work through those things together and support each other. And it, it's just, there's, there's a lot more optimistic feelings in terms of the virus. And now we just take the next step forward. On the docket today, here's what we got in front of you. We got about uh, probably three pieces of news in terms of product, which we usually burn through pretty quickly. We have some information about the Limitless fourth quarter uh, tournament that happened over this past weekend. And we'll kind of talk about the results from that and, and what happened there. And then, we're, like I said, we're going to go through Infinity Zone as it was revealed to us. So we'll have a couple new Pokemon V, a couple new trainers, some really interesting cards that I can't wait to talk about. First, though, we will take some time and go over the product news for those of you that are interested in gathering up that type of product, the new pins that come out, everything else. So a while back, we did get some rumors about the Darkness of Blaze set getting a double booster pack. We did get more news on that in the fall when that set releases on August 14th for $3.99, which is the basically the price of a normal pack. You will be getting a pack of the current set, Darkness of Blaze, when it comes out as well as a random, the way they're putting it, a random pack from the Sword and Shield era. Now, I assume that's just going to be Sword and Shield base set. If I'm being honest, I doubt we're going to be getting Rebel Clash. If it's randomized, it's fine. Um, it is cool that they're doing this, though. And I am mentioning it because it's nice that they're doing this. They're basically saying, hey, maybe it's just for this set, but no one's buying those mini binder packs. No one's buying those random ones. 
There's no coins in this, but you get two packs. I mean, that's that's good, right? Especially if you're getting something from Sun and Moon Base. Like, just even Sun and Moon Base is fine right now because it's all legal. Yeah, it's all legal. It's not. You're not getting the Evolutions pack that everyone dreads. You're not getting Steam Siege. You're getting a pack that you're going to use. So it's pretty short there in terms of that. However, you're getting it, and that's pretty awesome. Moving forward, also on August 14th, so this is kind of that fall wave of product, we are getting the True Steel Premium Collection. This will be a $30 product, and this comes with the Zacian and Zamazenta that we've been talking about probably for a couple months now. Uh, they were revealed quite a while back. These are not the Vs. They are the baby forms. Zacian, if you remember, has an attack for three metal and a colorless that does 190 damage, but you discard three energy. Zamazenta takes 20 less from attacks. They are pretty decent baby-type metal cards, but decent is as far as they go. You will get a pin for either Zamazenta or Zacian, as well as a little figure. It looks like a little figurine. And then it looks like six assorted packs. From what I can tell from the picture, it will be a mix of the Tag Team Era and Sword and Shield, which is a little bit of a bummer. Uh, but I, all you can hope for is that we're getting packs of, of cards that are still legal, right? I mean, and all the tag teams will be around, so I guess you can still play them. What do you think about this? This is a pretty another decent product, yeah? As long as it's got standard packs, I'm cool with it. I personally won't be buying these things. Uh, just because there's no point for me to get the promo because I don't think the promo is really worth it. But if you're looking for something cool to open up, I yeah, yeah, it's it's again a lot of people we know like getting this product and like getting involved in the collection process outside of the card. So it's important that we mention that. Finally, on our kind of snowballing spree of news and products, we're starting to get into the cards and. The only set of news that we don't know a lot about that got revealed to us this week is the fact that there are two Pokemon V that we will be getting in our August set that have yet to be confirmed or revealed. I guess they're confirmed, but they haven't been revealed. We are going to be getting a Mew V and a Galarian Slowbro V. Now, the reason that I don't think we've gotten them Mew, I'm not sure. Galarian Slowbro is obviously something that was revealed back when Galarian Slowpoke got added to the games as like a teaser for the DLC. And at the time we're recording this, this is actually the same day that the newest trailer dropped. We won't spend time talking about it in case you didn't want to watch it. However, Galarian Slowbro is not a spoiler. It is not anything like that because we have Slowpoke. So this was something we knew, um, but we will be getting the card. I don't know what it does. We don't know what it's going to do, but it's going to be there. Actually, Mew v, we won't mention the typing either, I don't think. Well, no, we, we're not going to mention anything about that. If you want to watch it, you watch it. Mewvie, I'm shocked they didn't reveal it. I'm very interested to see what this Mew does. I'm like super intrigued. I'm kind of scared Mew, by it. Mew does something every time. There are very few Mews that don't do anything. Uh, there was one... The last Mew that did nothing, I think, was literally from Evolutions. And that's just a do-nothing set. And that was we a are, reprint. Right. And, and we are getting Butterfree VMAX as well. Um, 
Butterfree VMAX is Butterfree VMAX. There's not a whole lot to add on to that. Again, these are cards that we know are coming. We just haven't actually seen them yet. So when we find them, we'll tell you about them. Pretty straightforward. Pretty easy there. Anything else you want to add about the cards that have yet to be confirmed? I thought we did Butterfree VMAX. I thought it was super underwhelming. Was it like two grass and colors? It might have been. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did. I remember Butterfree V, but I could be thinking of VMAX. That's just not how they're unrelevant both. it was. I think, just, I think they both sound, sound bad anyways. doesn't matter. Yeah. Fair enough. If you want to look at <laughs> Butterfree VMAX, woot for you. All right. Before we get into the Infinity Zone set and kind of break down some of the cards, I do want to spend some time talking about the Limitless Qualifier 4 that happened over the weekend. Before the event started, you and I talked about what we would have played and what we expected. And here is what the top, basically 160, looked like. In first place, the most played deck. This is not finishes. This is the most played deck. Uh, we had Picaram at 22%, which is expected. Baby Blounds was in second with 13%. We kind of talked about Baby Blounds being one of our top choices. Our Spirit Tomb choices, there were about 7% overall played that made that top 160-ish wasn't very relevant though. Turbozation ended up being the strongest pick in the event as it was it got first and second place. Dragapult was the fourth most played and then it kind of faded off into that point from then on out. Dragapult, Malamar, ADP Zacian, those kind of decks were around like the 7-8% mark, and then it just kind of fell off from there. Control was very irrelevant. Uh, Mewtwo was played and did fairly well, but Mewtwo was not very relevant as well. The biggest takeaway from this event is that Turbozation is a very strong list, and it's something we knew about, but you have more confirmation on its strength. Because going into top eight yesterday, and I want to make sure that I have the correct information on it, there were quite a few Zacian Turbos that competed for those top spots. And first and second place, like I said, were virtually a mirror match. There were some differences, but overwhelmingly... Turbozation was the strongest Zacian variant, and Picaram was the most played deck. Those are the two biggest takeaways. Now, Joe, how much of this did you watch? Uh, not as much as I had wanted to. You were watching the spaceship. I was watching a lot of spaceship. Which is fair. You're watching the spaceship launch. I, I got a chance to watch both. I watched mostly the Limitless Qualifier. Uh, I got to see Azul, GG pretty much pop off and go 17 and three going into top eight. He ended up qualifying for the invitational essentially based off of one event. He did compete in one of the other ones, I think, or maybe two, but he, he did an incredible job and piloted his list really well, made his all the way, made it all the way to the finals against another Zacian variant and just couldn't, couldn't pull it off. However, I will say that if we were to be able to go back and play physical cards tomorrow, if we were able to just sit down and play, I would instantly be playing Turbozation. And I don't even think there's a hesitation in my mind. It is such a fun list to watch. It's a fun list to play. 
Like, what do you think of turbozation? Because I think it just looks like so much fun to play. That's kind of what I imagined Zacian being when it first right. came out. Right, yeah, it's so, it's it's good, man. I love it. I'm happy to see that instead of ADP, even though ADP was really strong. Yeah, it, it's it's proving to... It's just a more fun, not as oppressive variant, and it's not as, like, brain dead. It's not brain dead at all, actually. It is a very thought-intensive list. You you cannot play Turbozation, like Picaram or ADPization, and just kind of go downhill. There's a lot of management to be done here. Uh, and, and if you look at either Azul's list or the player that got first place, I don't want to mispronounce his name, two totally different lists. Uh, essentially, the reason that Azul couldn't win is because his opponent played Metal Goggles for the Mirror. And when it's Zacian against Zacian, and one person has Metal Goggles and the other one doesn't, you pretty much just lose. There, there's no way around it. Out of the two lists, what would you what would you have played? Would you play the Metal Goggles variant, or would you go with the more aggressive one? Uh, I'm, a, I'm more, more aggressive, personally. That's what I'm thinking, too. Any other lists that you thought were cool over the weekend? Uh, slouching through the list, there's a couple, like, you see the standard pick-aroms and everything like that, uh, slashing through the list of things, uh, I did see an Excadrill up there, good, uh, good. <laughs> that's pretty cool to see, Excadrill is basically you do 180 damage if you have three or fewer cards left in your deck, or you can do 120 for, and you just got to pop four cards in your deck for 120 for one energy. So you play that with Zeb Striker and you discard a bunch of dead Dene's, DNC's, things like that to boost your attack. There were a Macargo list, which I thought was cool. Macaro, uh, Alolan Persian. That is a cool yeah. list. Yeah, so you still have your smooth overs, you still have your Macargo GX's, and then you have Alolan Persian GX for basically countering meta stuff. People are using special energies. So a reminder of Lolan Persian. Lolan Persian prevents all effects of attacks, including damage on this Pokemon, of your Pokemon's tag team Pokemon and Ultra Beast, and by your opponent's Pokemon that have any special energy attached to them. That's basically the current meta. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really dope. I mean, it, the fact that they, they used that list and performed very well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it was like a 76 or something like that. And you sent me another list cool that was really cool. A really, uh, really cool list. Yeah, ADP Tapu Koko V. That's so crazy. It's a weird deck, but apparently they made day two, so... <laughs> hey, and, and I mean, like, we talked about Spirit Tomb ADP on a totally different note. The best Spirit Tomb list was Spirit Tomb uh, Ultra Beasts. That that made top eight. And that was Spirit Tomb with Buzzmull Feramosa, Nahalago, Feeny... Baby Buzzwell, the fighting type card. Like there was some there were some really innovative lists that showed up at this event. And it was just the last thing I personally want to say on it is it's reassuring to know that the meta is in an is trending towards an okay place again. You know, I mean Pikaram is obviously being a fifth of the deck or a quarter of the of the meta. Is what we want? No, but te- there, there, there's always going to be that deck. There's always going to be that deck. But it's nice to know that outside of that percentage, things are sort of even. Like Dragapult players, Turbozation players, Baby Blounds. It, it, 
everyone has a deck that they can play that fits their style instead of just playing the quote unquote, this is the best deck. And I really like that and I can appreciate that. Yeah, the thing with Peak Realm to me, it's just really accessible. That's really what it is. Yeah, and that's fine. I I don't have a problem with Peak Realm at all. Do I play it? No, but I've never had a problem with it. It's a very strong deck and cool. There's going to be a strong list every meta, every rotation, and this is the one. And it's proven to live on for so many through so many tournaments, through so many events, through so many sets. So, hey, good on that. Anything else you want to say about the event before we move into the cards? Nope. All right. Um, The last thing I guess I'll say outside of the cards is the Invitational now for Limitless that will be happening soon in the future. I want to say end of June, but don't quote me on that. You will be able to vote in content creators to fill in those last couple final spots. If you want any more information about that, go to the Limitless site or go over their Twitter. It'd be cool to get some really good content creators in there and you pick the ones that you identify with the most. Again, this Invitational should be happening at the end of June. Again, don't quote me on that. I don't think they're going to try to get in the way of the Players' Cup, uh, but I don't, I don't really know the scheduling on that. We will move forward, though. So Yeah, and we're, we are not a choice. So. We are we are not a choice yet. <laughs> yet. We are not a choice yet. But a quick reminder though, it, this podcast is coming out in or this episode's coming out in June. The cup has started for Pokemon TCG's shenanigans. Has it really? Is the turn tickets already started? It wasn't June, wasn't it? Yeah, the June ladder. All, All right. June. Well yeah. hey, cool. We we we've talked about it enough. Um, the, the event going on is the event going on. So if you have the tickets to compete, do so. If you don't, you don't. And that's kind of where it has to be right now. We've expressed our opinions on it. Um, the community is very mixed on it. Hopefully, all I can hope is that it's entertaining to watch. That's all I can hope for, right? That's really all we can look for with the event. Moving forward now, we have Infinity Zone. We have some really interesting cards to talk about. We have some really not interesting cards to talk about. Um, we this this got posted eh, a couple days, or maybe a day after actually we recorded a day or two. And we're gonna go through the V's as we normally do. We're gonna go over the trainers, special energies, and then we're gonna comb back through and see if there's any baby Pokemon that hold any interest. As always. There are cards that we're not going to talk about because we've revealed them on the podcast previously. So if you want to go to Poke Beach or wherever you like to get your news, that is where you will find the list. And I implore you and encourage you to go look there. Now, in terms of Vs, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we talked about this one already. But because I don't know for sure, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Houndoom V. Again, I think we talked about it, but I didn't want to go back and listen to everything and figure that out. Houndoom V, a 210 HP fire type, one fighting searing flame, sorry, fire, searing flame, 20 damage, and burns your opponent. Two fire and a colorless compensation flame, 100 damage. And if your fire Pokemon have any damage counters, it does 100 more. It's got a retreat of one, weak to water. Opinions on the card, Joe? Meh. Yeah, it can hit 200. It's not that hard to hit 200, but that's cool with Welder. Retreat of one's cool, but. There are cards that outclass it. Fair enough? Not, not my first choice. 
Not your first. That's exactly what I'm going at. Next on the list in terms of Pokemon V, uh, we already talked about Rhyperior before. Eternatus, Crobat, we've talked about. Scizor is getting a V Max as well as a V. I'm going to go through both just as a total, and we'll talk about it as a whole again, and we'll express our opinions on the card. Scizor V is a metal type 210 HP Pokemon. For one metal, it has tear off 30 damage, discard a tool and special energy from your opponent's Pokemon. For two metal at a colorless, it does slash claw for 140. It's weak to fire, resist grass, and retreat of two. Scizor VMAX is a 320 HP VMAX Pokemon. For one metal and a colorless hard scissors, 90 damage during your next turn, this Pokemon takes 30 less from attacks. For two metal and a colorless, max steel spike, 190 damage, weak to fire, retreat to two, resistance to grass. Joe, before you share your opinion, my stance on this card, very straightforward, is this. Tear-off should have been on the, the VMAX card. The discarding tool and special energy on the basic should have been on the VMAX with a damage increase. It's my opinion. As a callback to old Mega Scizor EX, which discarded, I want to say, special energy and a stadium. And did 120. I don't think you have to do 120, but I I don't. What's the reason to play Scizor VMAX over Scizor if you had a choice? Is there a reason? More HP? That's it, right? And I guess if you need an extra 50 damage. And because it's like at this point, you play Zacian or Caparaja. You know what I mean? Like, like it's or yeah. Let's be honest. You want to know what's better than Scizor V? Zamazenta V. Yeah. Zamazenta for three energy hits one thirty and discards a special energy, and it's immune from attacks from V Maxes. Like this, Scizor V Max would be usable if the first attack was applied to the V Max. If you could still have that disruption of a tool and special energy, I would have really been interested in this card. It's just a bummer that it's not there. In in my opinion, I, I'm not a fan of these cards either. Like I, I wish that Tearoff was on on Scissor VMAX, but it's not. What could make the VMAX better? Because I'm, I'm, if I'm mistaken, Max Steel Spike uh, in the game boosts your dam- a defense, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So why couldn't it be like a max steel spike 190? Your opponent's attacks do 60 less damage. Well, that's what I mean. Like you could have taken the hard hard scissors and max steel spike could have been combined, and you could have just put tear off on the scissor V max. That's yeah. like an ideal scissor V max in my in my eyes, and I assume your eyes is a card that has disruption as the initial card does, but also has the damage resistance of steel spike, which you're correct. In the video game, it raises your defense stage by one. It's it's a cool card. Scizor is really cool. Scizor is dope. I love Scizor. I love metal it, typing. It looks cool. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fan favorite card. I just and, and you know what? Maybe Scizor V will have a niche somewhere along the line. 
I can't I can't say that disruption on a V is bad. Scizor V is not a bad card. It's just not playable given the options we have. You know, 140 is a really bad number to hit. Because Vitality Band, you're still hitting 150. We talked about 100,000 times that 160 is the benchmark. Unless you're for some reason going to play like a Scissor V deck with a bunch of Galarian Berserkers. 2, 4, well, yeah, 6, like, 8. You yeah, you can do it. You can, you can do it, but... Okay, so Scissor V Max. Scissor V Max is... A damage resistant steel type, right? You hit for 190 or you hit for 90 and resist damage. You want to know what else does that and just does it better? Copperaja. Copperaja just does that better, just as the V. And then you go to its V max and it has better damage output. There's legitimately no reason other than retreat cost that you would be playing Scizor V max over Copperaja V max. There's not a single reason in the world I can think of. It's got higher HP. It hits higher damage, and it's way more versatile. And it's better at its job. Now, again, if you put that tear-off attack on VMAX, Scizor, it's different. But unfortunately, you know what? Maybe down the line, it becomes a one-of in Metal Box decks. Metal Box is definitely a viable thing moving forward. So maybe this isn't the last we'll hear of Scizor, but it's not, not something I'm too thrilled about. Moving on to our next V. Oh, man. Man, oh man, Joe. This is I feel like we rag on this Pokemon way too much. Salamence V. Salamence is a colorless V with 220 HP. For three colorless, it does Transflight. This attack does 30 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. For four colorless, Heavy Storm, 160. Weak to Lightning, Retreat a 2. Again, this is a card you've seen before, but now we pair it with the VMAX. 320 HP. For one colorless Twin Sonic, this attack does 40 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon. And for four colorless Max Wing, 240 damage. During your next turn, you cannot use Max Wing. It's weak to Lightning, Retreat a 2, Resist Fighting. Joe, why is Salamence always bad? Big, big dog doo-doo. Like, like, if I'm putting four energy onto a Pokemon... Let me use it the next turn, too. This was their moment, too, because it's colorless. They, they, they went with its flying typing, obviously, because dragons aren't being printed at the current moment, and this was the moment. This was it. This was when you could make Salamence good. This was it, right here. And it's just not. It hits really sad numbers. 30 to each of your opponent's Pokemon. If I just said that to you, you'd be like, that's a cool attack. And then I tell you it's three energies. What? But you have the turbo patch. Like, three? Even, like, two would be, like, okay. Well, two would be fine. It's like the type of Cocoa Head. Oh, man. Three, dude, that's bad. It hits 160 for its second attack. So in terms of what I hold hold every other card to a certain standard, it hits a number that's decent, but four energy is just atrocious. You're, you're forced to play this with Welder. You're forced to play this in, in a deck with Acceleration. And like you said, the fact that Salamence, it should be one of two things. 
Salomon should A, have a lower retreat cost, or B, be able to use Max Wing again. Because again, guess what, Joe? You want to know what hits for 240 for four energy and can just use it whenever? Copperage of Emax. Gmax Hammer just does 240. That's all the text says. And you can use it next turn? And you can use it next turn. And it has more HP? And, it ha- and it's not weak to lightning? What? What is going on? Theme of today's show. Kaparaja is better by default than the entirety of Infinity Zone. Like, ah, oh, that's such a bummer, man. Salamence VMAX. If you love Salamence, good for you, because Salamence is dope in the video game. Salamence is so good in the video game. Salamence is a really cool Pokemon. But Salamence is a big meme in the TCG. Oh my god, Salamence, why do you just have to become the napkin for my next meal? Good lordy. All right, Salamence, we love you dearly, but your card is trash. Moving on. We get into the trainers. We've talked about most of these before, obviously. Turbo Patch, Rare Fossil. There's a few more that we haven't talked about, though, that are, are reasonably relevant. So we have Toughness Cape. Toughness Cape is an item that states the maximum HP of the basic Pokemon this card is attached to is increased by 50, excluding GX Pokemon. Here to pick your own. That's a good card. It's a very good card. Does it make Big Charm irrelevant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Legitimately just makes Big Charm irrelevant. However... It replaces your buff padding. Yeah, it, it, it's a good card. I like this a lot. I like this a lot. It's it's a very simple text, and I think it's very effective. And 50 is a big jump. Here's the only way this becomes a problem, though. Let's go back to the theme of today's show. Copperaja okay. is everything. Do you want to be facing a 390 HP Copperaja? No, because you can't. Oh, wait. No, yeah, it's basic. Oh, good. Do you want to be <laughs> facing... Do you want to be facing a 200 and... How much is normal Copperaja? A 260 HP Copperaja V? No, Copperaja's busted. All right. Um, but t- Toughness Cape is good. Toughness Cape is good. Uh, it'll be viable on the baby Pokemon, and it's nice that they didn't let GXs get more of a spike. Yeah? Yeah, because the tag teams to make things way too broken. Yeah, do you want a 320 HP tag team? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Do you I'm want a 320? Yeah, do you want a 330 HP ADP? Pass. 350 Magikarp Wailord. Pass. <laughs> no, actually, I want that. That's fair. Excluding GXs, except for Magikarp Wailord. All right. Moving on. Have we talked about Mountainous Smoke before? Uh... Don't think we did. I'm looking back, no. and I don't think we did. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. No, I was, I was thinking of Yell, Cheer Yellhorn. We did Cheer That's what I was thinking of too. Mountainous Smoke is a tool that states when this card, when the Pokemon this card is attached to, is knocked out by a damage from an opponent's attack. Your opponent puts any prize cards they pick into the discard pile. Uh, I. This probably just goes on stall decks, you know. Obviously, the card has value. Right, putting prize cards into the discard is is a good thing. I think it could obviously bite you in the butt depending on what you're playing against. So it doesn't really warrant a slot in most lists. But if the slots are available, as we've said before, in control lists, you just kind of play what you feel like disrupting with. This is a disruptive card, correct? 
Um, yeah, it's a it's a hard anti Jirachi Prism Star card, which is gonna which, really, when it comes out. Yeah, which is oof. Um, but eh, it's cool. It's there. Bird Keeper, supporter. Switch your active Pokemon with one of your bench, then draw three cards. It's kind of your token. Tate and Liza. Un- yeah, like underwhelming supporter. It's worse than Tate and Liza, but it, it, you don't have to pick a choice. And you don't shuffle and draw five. I guess it's the same. I don't, I guess. Mind, I don't mind it. Yeah, and, and it actually... So, for those of you that like cheese, um, there will be a variant of deck called Sky Circus that we're going to talk about later on. Uh, there is a variant that's kind of like Catterday, where if you've played Bird Keeper this turn, your Pokemon's attacks don't have an energy cost. There's a few Pokemon that have these this ability. Uh, so we'll kind of, I guess I'll go over it now because there's not a ton that have it. There's two that come to mind. Three of them that come to mind. Let me make sure I get all three. So the first one, here's the weird part. Two out of the three are basics in an evolutionary line. So Rowlet, because there's a Decidueye in the set, has the ability Sky Circus, which states if you played a Bird Keeper from your hand, ignore all energy costs for this Pokemon. And it has the attack Wind Pebbles for three colorless normally. And it does 60 damage to one of your opponent's benched Pokemon. So it's 60 snipe. But Salamence does 30 damage to all the benched Pokemon. Yeah, but you have to have energy. Oof. Starly, which is the basic form of Staraptor, also has this ability for the attack Sharp Eyes. Search your deck for any two cards and put them into your hand. And finally, we have the main attacker of the deck, Swana. 110 stage one evolves from Ducklet. For three colorless, it has Feather Slash 70. If you discard a card from your hand, it does 70 more. So it's it's a really like cheeky, cheesy archetype that they just kind of snuck in, which I like. It's cool. It's it's a it's a neat little archetype. Um Decidua, or sorry, Rowlet can snipe, Starly can search, Swana can damage. Is it good? It's fun. That's the word I'm going to use. Would you play this just for fun? It looks like a fun list. If we were playing a tournament where V and GXs are not legal, yeah. I'm just talking like a Saturday, you're hanging out playing cards. Um, I don't know if I'd go out of my way to purchase these cards. I don't think you'd have to. I feel like they're all going to be like uncommons and commons. I feel like everyone will be able to build Sky Circus. But you never unless, know. Unless we can have multiple powerful energies. Hey, insert busted pre-release evolution pack. I'm just saying. And look, with, with pre-releases too, you're not limited to X amount of supporters or X amount of basics, right? No, you can just go. I'm ready the for it, dude. Deck. I am ready for Sky Circus pre-release. It's going to be the best pre-release deck in the history of pre-release. You just open up like seven bird keepers. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am ready. Um... Next on the list, we have, and I want to make sure I do the new cards, not any repeats. I guess we'll just skip to the special energy, because that's kind of where the bulk of the conversation leads to, is we have a special energy for colorless, and it is called Powerful Energy. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides colorless energy. The attacks of the colorless Pokemon this card is attached to does 20 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. This is really weird, because... It's limited to colorless Pokemon. 
And I understand why you can't make it all types. What do you think about this card? It's limited to colorless types. Yeah. Because it says the attacks of this colorless Pokemon. Oh, jeez. It's not. Um, yeah, you probably read it. It's not for everyone. I had to read it a couple of times. Oh. It's literally for colorless Pokemon. Uh, I, I guess Salamence can use it. Sky Circus OP? Sky Circus? <laughs> Sky Circus OP? Well, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to think of viable like colorless attackers. Uh, pass. Uh, I guess you got Dunsparce Ram for twenty. You can do it for forty. Ram for forty. Ursaring Claw Slash for one forty. Yikes. Um, let's see here. You know, it's. I don't know, man. It's weird, isn't it? Ducklick can do Flap for forty instead of twenty. Swana can do Feather Slash, but that defeats the purpose of not having energy. Um, uh, Greedent. Hit and run. Greedent's got hit and run. <laughs> Return all cards hatched. So you can probably prepare Greedent with... Boom, we've done it. We've done it. Greedent strong. Yeah, you got this Greedent with that energy, and then you can pair it with, uh, was it, Porygon Z? Porygon Z. <laughs> you just yeah. slap it all down again? Porygon Z, Greedent, power energy. hit and run. Yeah, just... You know what? When you lose to this in the finals of a regional in 2021, just know we warned you. Powerful energy. It's... I can't say it's good, can I? It's raw damage boost, but yikes. I read it wrong, and... it. What's going to happen to fighting? Did we already get a fighting? No. It'll probably be an energy cost reduction, then. It'll probably be like uh, one like fighting belt, karate belt. But that that's a. Oh. I'm just saying, man. I just it's a weird card. It's interesting. It makes you really think about colorless attackers, right? It makes you really, really think about like, all right, is there anything out there that I can use that normally we don't use because it's colorless? No, because you can't. What do you mean you can't? Because colorless is so bad. Colorless is not good, but. After the show, we'll do some research, and maybe next week we'll come up with some ideas for powerful energy and see kind of what what could pair with it. Because it's it's a card that's good inherently, right? If you don't take into consideration the card that it's attached to, it's a really good card. But it's like, okay, now what? Like, if I look at this past regional, here are the colorless Pokemon: Oranguru, Chinchino. That was fun. That's it. That's all it attaches to. Weird. Weird, man. I, You know what I wish? I wish Obstagoon got a colorless card. Because it's a normal type. This That could have used powerful energy. However, on the brighter side of the card itself, maybe we're going to be getting some strong ones. You know what I mean? That's Maybe. definitely a possibility. Like the, the card is being printed. It's not bad. I would. I wouldn't. I, I, I. I'm not gonna dismiss the card. It's a good card inherently. And is there anything for it right now? No. But sometimes the way the card game works is we're not gonna know about what it works with for a while. Fair enough. Salamence V. Salamence V. 
There's a couple cards that I do want to talk about before we go that are not Vs, nor are they trainers. The first one is Decidueye, and we'll kind of gloss over these reasonably quickly. Decidueye, stage 2, 140 HP, has the ability Forest Camouflage. Prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from V or GX Pokemon. One Grass, one Colorless, Split Arrow, 90 damage, does 20 to 2 benched Pokemon. Joe, opinions on Decidueye? I like Decidueye. It's one of my favorite Pokemon. I like the ability. I like the attack. But it has the horrible, horrible thing of stage 2. 140 HP as well. But let's talk about the positive here, though. It's got a really good ability. It that, That's the saving grace that it can buy a the ground. Yeah, it's got really good ability and it hits spread. That There's nothing bad about that. No, it's a reasonable attack cost, too. Yeah. I can't say I'm I'm bummed at it. It's a card. It's a stage two, and it, it's just kind of like Blaziken. I think Blaziken's better than it, but it has it, a immunity, which is always valuable. Yeah, I I think if Dartrix had one of the abilities, um, that could promote faster evolution. Mm-hmm. Great, but it doesn't. It's kind of there. Yeah, it's just kind of hanging out. Next on the list is Vanellux. Vanellux is a stage 2 water type. 150 HP. Keep in mind, an ice cream cone has more HP than a starter Pokemon in this game. Has the ability Freezing Cold. Once during your turn, if this is your active Pokemon, you may flip a coin. If heads, your your opponent's active Pokemon is paralyzed. For one water and a colorless, Frost Smash, 90 damage. Um, troll? Question mark? Yeah, it's definitely troll. It's troll. It's worth mentioning because that's a troll ability. Yeah. Flip heads. All right, see you later next time. I'd rather just play with Orbeetle because Orbeetle sounds a lot more fun. That's very true. It's a cool card, though. We have the rest of the fossils. Um, If you recall, last week we talked about Arctazolt that had the ability Numbing Vortex. Does two damage for... Whenever your opponent attaches an energy. Here what's the their fossils do. Some of them are cool. Some of them are, are just like they're there. The one that's really decent is this one. It's interesting at least. Dracovish. Dracovish is 150 HP water type. It evolves from rare fossil. For one water, two colorless. It does 120. It's weak to lightning. Retreat of three. Has the ability Primal Law. Primal Law states if this Pokemon is your active your opponent cannot play any Pokemon from their hand to evolve Pokemon. It's an evolve block. That's a decent card. If people played evolutionary cards. Well, they will. They will. And if you think about it, once once like some things rotate, I think evolution like Dragapult, um, like a lot of the... Any VMAX variant, Zacian obviously won't. But it, it could find its niche somewhere. However, it is a fossil card, so that kind of hinders it. Next up, we have Arctivish, the water type, 150 HP. As the attack hard face for one water, two colorless, 90 damage. During your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 60 less from attacks. Yes, you heard it, folks. Better than Scizor V. Uh, sorry, better than Scizor V Max. You've heard it here. Um, one water, three colorless, cold breath, 130, and it puts your opponent's Pokemon to sleep. It's got a retreat of two and a weakness to lightning. Here's my problem, Joe. 
Dracovish has a higher retreat cost and it's faster than Arctivish. Why? Why they do this? Arctivish has its heads not, on backward. I'm not really sure if the people who make the TCG play the VGC. <laughs> they're, they're like, Salamence is terrible. We <laughs> looks like a cartoon character with blades. <laughs> Arctivish literally has its head on upside down, so I appreciate it for that. Finally, the other fossil that we didn't talk about because it wasn't revealed to us, Dracozolt, which is the other strong fossil other than uh, Dracovish. 160 HP lightning type for one lightning. It has rising charge, 30 damage. Next turn, this attack does 90 more. And for four colorless, Giga Impact, 200 damage. This Pokemon can't attack during your next turn. So, folks, if you wanted to use Salamence and hit for just a little less damage and the same effect, just play Dracozolt. Moral of the story is a lot of things are better than Scizor and Salamence. That's what we're finding here. Is that fair? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it really <laughs> bummer. is. It's a bummer, but it's fair. Uh, uh, other note, because this card usually peaks in every once in a while, Top of Coco, 110 HP lightning type. For one colorless, it draws two, just like the V does. For two lightning to colorless, it does 110, and it's got no retreat. So that will find its way into the lightning deck one way or another. We have a psychic type Mimikyu. 70 HP, and the only thing relevant about this, which is relevant, is the ability Heal Stop. Your opponent's benched Pokemon can't be healed. Right? I mean, that that always has a place in a deck because it doesn't have to be in the active and it can just be put down. Right? Yep. Pretty simple there. Looking down the list, I think we pretty much hit any relevant card. Again, look at Poke Beach, form your own opinions. We obviously joke about bashing on cards that don't look great. Don't worry, we're not just like banging and bashing the card game left and right, but we like to have fun with it when cards are atrociously bad because honestly, the way the card game works is they print 200 cards in a set and 90% of those cards will never touch a field ever. And sometimes it's just fun to poke at the ones that aren't good. No, I got a question for you. I kind of looked over. Gothita. Basic Pokemon it, yeah. 60. One second, Fortune Eye. Look at your, the top five cards of your opponent's deck and put them back in any order. Do you think mill decks or any type of uh, disruption will play Gothita? Well, doesn't Gothita also discard cards from hand? Uh, it does not. For an attack, right? One of them does. Uh, Gotharita. Yeah, so yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. I, it won't be as good as other disruption cards because it's it's a stage two. But like, I, but Gothi, just regular like Gothita, you don't have to put anything else in there. Because I think just manipulating your, your opponent's top deck is good. It is. I Hey, it's a chip-chip ice axe and an attack. I can't argue with that. So, will I say it's great? No, but you have the ability to disrupt and change the outcome of your opponent's deck. So, I can't say it's horrible. That's fair. It's not a bad card. Anything else? No. Oh, yeah. no, that's really about it. Yeah, I think we covered it all. Again, thank you guys for listening this week. 
we will be addressing the next tournaments when they come up to talk about the meta, but I imagine that for a week or so, they will be taking a break from that. So next week, we will have any new card news products or any general conversations we have. Again, thank you so much for supporting our show every single week that you listen. If you have anybody that you know that enjoys the TCG, or if you have anybody that likes podcasts or whatever it is, if you were to recommend our show to them, that would be awesome. Obviously, we're looking to grow each and every week. And really, it's our job to market that. So as our community that listens every week, big or small, we appreciate you for listening whenever you do. And with that said, we will see you next time.